to a brand new episode of Formula Pod, and today we are talking all about Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Like, you know, we people at Mercedes are not so happy about it, but then people at Ferrari and Red Bull are way too happy. But like, yeah, let's talk about, before talking about all those, we got to talk about the cast for the day. Joining me, of course, the all-time or, or the universal Lewis Hamilton or Mercedes-Benz fan, Mikhail Belotia. This book, this is a life-changing book. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton book, read it all about it. Okay, okay, okay. I think my life okay. can change without it too, so it's, it's fine. And like, yeah, as you heard, the female over there uh, uh, is none other than Rimsha Fatima. She is replacing today our dear own ghost Jason, like our show's regular host, ghost. I'm not call him the host, he's a ghost because he's been ghosting for the past couple of days. But like, yeah, I'm really grateful to him that he took me huh? to starting. So I'm a lot happier about that. So anyways, let's kick off then. And yeah, once again, welcome Rimsha to the team. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so Rimsha, tell about yourself a bit like which team you support, who's your favorite driver and all those, please. Go ahead. Sure. I first got into F1 uh-huh. November, December last year, around that okay. time. And okay. this was when Drive to Survive was on Netflix. And uh-huh. So I obviously start watching Drive to Survive and the first person they show up on the screen was, of course, Daniel. Ricardo and who doesn't love him come on I got smitten and I was like oh my gosh wow he's handsome look at his accent look at him in the bedroom uniform and I was just like oh I'm gonna watch more and then I got more into it I found out more about Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes and and then I, obviously I found Charles so I was like whoa he's the one I'm going for and yeah I just started watching Drive to Survive and immediately got into it. I still don't know like the tech specs and you know just very in detail stuff about the cars and stuff but I do know the basics and obviously what is DRS and Apex um, that is after like weeks of learning what DRS is and like people trying to explain it to me with things but yeah that's how I got into F1 and I think Azerbaijan was the first Grand Prix I didn't want to like that was the first time I actually watched like practice sessions qualifying and sprint um which was completely new to me and obviously the actual race I'm just a very very new person into this F1 world I'm loving it though as uh okay if you tell me to choose you can choose between teams it's just it's very hard between Red Bull and Ferrari but I think I'm when it comes to choosing Charles or Max? I think it's Charles, so I would go with Ferrari. Okay, we got the deal over here, that means. Uh, So, yeah, first of all, welcome to the world of Formula One, since you're a very recent fan, like under a year old. And like, yeah... (laughs) Proud of you that too. By me, at least you learned what a- what DRS and Apex and chicanes are. Um, and like, yeah, this is not a podcast where like we kind of talk a lot technicality over here. We kind of bring it to our own kind of like easier levels of understanding and stuff. Welcome once again. And like, yeah, let's actually get started because I know Mihir is just like, we, he's like his blood is boiling Dying right now. To speak. <laughs> speak stuff. Like, trust me. Before, before. Uh, you, you were like before me Ram was joining in me here was like can I just look onto the notes can I just look on I'm like dude look on it's fine it's totally fine uh so like yeah let's kick off with the entire fiasco 
I'll not start it. I'll rather give a, give the stand the opportunity to be here. Go on. Okay. So, I mean, whoever's listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you guys actually have seen the race or have uh, seen the highlights of the race and you know what drama is going on between George and Max and obviously. Oh, let me tell you, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was the best part of the whole weekend. I loved it. Princess George. Wow. Chef's kiss. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay, so, I mean, Richard, no, she Richard. said everything in name and name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to you gotta keep some space for him, huh? okay? It's his turn. Wait over here. Yeah, it's okay. She's excited. That's all about coming up on, you know? It's showing excitement. So, Vimsha, uh, I love her excitement. I think it's the, it's what brings from. So, I think Formula One brings people together, even though we do. I wouldn't say hate, but we do dislike each other and we judge people based on what people say. Mm-hmm. support. At the end of the day, we all respect all drivers. and. I'm really happy that Rimsha came to this Formula One like fan base. It's crazy, isn't it? This fast moving. Coming back to the Azerbaijan race, look, there are multiple things that came through. Uh, there's a lot of notes that I've written down, so I'll start with the basic ones. Uh, there's a new format of racing. Uh, this is something that's very new to all of us. It took me some time to understand what the hell's going on between FIA and. I think FIA themselves are very, very confused about what's going on, right? They're trying to experiment things, which is fine, I guess. That's how you learn. That's how you get substance, which is fine. Second thing, the sprint race <laughs> between Max and obviously George Russell. Princess George. <laughs> Princess George, what yeah. What I yeah. feel at the end of the day is Max got a taste of what he keeps doing to other drivers. And I think this is Formula One racing. And I think he got the taste of what he's doing before. Fine. Look, every driver needs to be aggressive. And what how Max came out was very okay. It's just typical Max. But how George Russell spoke up to the media about this whole thing and took it as a joke. Not as a joke, but he took it as a more sporting way. It's a very George thing to do. Um I hate to say this, but I think Lewis Hamilton is not coming in the front headlines anymore. I think he's uh, fading away and the new driver is obviously overtaking it. Max is happening so well. He is um, I'll be honest, as a Lewis fan, as a Mercedes and a Formula 1 fan, I think Max is, obviously, it's him and the driving skills that he has and the confidence that he has when he drives a car. So I think uh, he's definitely dominating very, very nicely. I think George is going to overpower Lewis Hamilton in the next few races as well. Lewis Hamilton fans are gradually getting down. Talking about the race, it was one of the most boring races I've ever seen. There was not much happening. Oh my God, I have to agree with you. <laughs> but, I have but, to agree with you. But honestly, Especially I, after the Australian Grand Prix, I was just hoping for like a fun-filled weekend uh, with lots of drama and whatnot. Obviously, you got the Max and George drama, but I was hoping for something more. But then, um, yeah, it was just, it was boring. At least we got to see Charles on podium, so everything's fine. It's okay. No, since you, since you told Charles... Shaw actually ended up saying for him it was the loneliest race ever. Yeah. Like the amount of gap between him and Max, it was just insane. I'm like, what's just happening? Is that going on enough? Like, what's the problem? Are they like 
saving the tires. Like, come on, dude. Like, it was just like I mean, I, if it was like if it was sprint or so, it's understandable. But at, in the actual race, being twenty twenty plus seconds behind, I was like, what? Yeah, it didn't make sense because at first, even I've seen that seen the same thing with uh, Joe Guan Yu. 29 seconds behind and i'm like what on earth these guys are doing like either this is the thing if you want to overtake allow the person to overtake and then let them go this is just like they're just defending they're defending and i'm like okay what's who, who's getting what arrest the remaining grid gets slow and what's the point if it's the same i i think i would even say the same thing with uh Sainz versus Hamilton. Like, Sainz was going slow. Hamilton picked up the pace towards the end. Sainz was defending very nicely. Like, his defense was... I gotta give it to him. Carlos Sainz's defense was really, really good. The only problem was just that he was not fast enough. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know. Like, Alonso, Hamilton. They could have easily got... Like, Alonso could have easily made it to the podium again. Uh, but then Charles managed to defend and uh he was the biggest gainer though over the weekend like 25 points that's just like you winning one grand prix easy 25 points like some on the sprint and some on the race for him it was a good it was like win-win case he didn't lose much but like yeah i mean here i know i, I both of us I kind of cut you off sorry i'm more than happy to get involved um i'm more than happy dude honestly but look i'm really disappointed in this mm -hmm. and I am really hoping in the next few races, I keep saying this again and again, there's something about Mercedes that might pull the strings in the next few races, but at this point, I feel like it's... <laughs> and I really hate saying this, but I think it's going to be Red Bull, Ferrari, and Austin Martin going to be the top three teams. You know what? Since you told us, I need to now figure out a new... From Aston Martin who could join this podcast because <laughs> like I think it is high time that we got to bring like an Aston Martin person because uh like of course Alonso has, yeah. but then you, you one thing is there for sure I feel when a Mercedes car ends up on a proper purpose-built track it can perform really well compared to a street circuit because we have seen this in uh, Australia it's not a purpose-built track of course but still, on that fast pace, on that, on that like long straights, the Mercedes done such a phenomenal job in terms of bringing up, as in pushing the car to its max limits. But then, like, yeah, I don't know what's going to be the situation with Miami because it's a little too congested, especially with certain turns. Uh, and like, yeah, then after that comes uh, Imola, and uh, not Imola, sorry, is it Imola? What's that place called? <laughs> it's Imola, yeah. Uh, because because it's not called as the Imola Grand Prix, it's called something else. Uh, but like, yeah, Mercedes has promised that they would bring a major upgrade package down at Imola. So by that time, we, we should see some kind of significant performance gains. Because they even changed their technical director, like midweek. Arjun, this is what I hate about changing, right? You can change how much ever you want. You can change how much ever you want right but you need to understand that change and adaptation is something that mercedes needs to understand you can change the whole team but the team bond will take time it's like it's like putting a kid in school imagine a kid going to kindergarten and straight it's like university mm -hmm. right when it's uh, when a student goes from school to university it takes time to adapt to its environment it's the same thing with mercedes you keep changing things you will not get differences unless until the team gets really put down talk things through next thing right I'm only going to talk about Mercedes because I've only done my technical research on Mercedes. I wish I had more time. But look, 
they promise mercenaries promises a lot of things right and lewis has himself said that look quote unquote mate this is how much we've brought caps and clothes right no even lewis knows that mercedes his potential is not as good mercedes has always had issues with street circuits this for the last last season and this season city tracks are not meant to be overtaking like overtaking situation from in my opinion because they're too narrow unless until it's a straight line but at this point mercedes cannot do anything with straight lines with cars like ferrari red bull and austin martin being more powerful more aerodynamic and their tire degradation lewis hamilton is best in maintaining his tires but he's only great at maintaining tires when he has a good car and at this point he doesn't have successful mercedes cars James Allison is the one who has come back into the seat instead of my, Mike Elliott so it's kind of they just swapped roles ideally they were in the same they were in the same organization in different levels it's just that now the report the kind of uh, how I'll say the hierarchy is just changed here and there but like yeah, it's not only about mercedes we can actually say about because even there are some movements happening even at ferrari as well because the technical director of ferrari is bound to run to uh, to alpha tori the our uh, what we will say the hopeless uh, the so hopeless people that this is the w12 car and this is one of my favorite cars and this is a reason why i have this in my room it's it's because look how many how many awards do we get 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 right that's all i want to say so okay. this car has won multiple multiple awards and i think mercedes is going my god see that one was basically uh mihir taking out his kind of like canvas board which is kind of like hung onto his wall took that came in came in like exploded out very nicely Oh, uh, oh, but like uh, you, you might want to go back and fix it cuz it's still crooked. <laughs> See, he doesn't give much attention to detail when it comes to posters. He give attention to detail when it comes to cars. Okay? Like that's the thing. Like I got you, bro. I got you, mate. Uh but like yeah, even even there have been talks that Charles Leclerc is not pursuing for another contract extension at Ferrari. Don't say it. I did hear about that actually, but then he did uh-huh. deny about it. He was like, "There's been no communications on that," and considering how he's been performing, okay, actually the first two races races of this season were DNF, but um, considering this weekend's sessions, uh, mm. sprint, actual race, and even the qualifying session, like. that was absolutely amazing result like what imagine coming first in qualifying and then second in sprint and then third in in the actual race mm-hmm. that is great so i i doubt that's going to happen i mean i know the t- team principal and stuff change and what not but i think even considering carlos and him together 
I think they'd be a great, they are a great pair. I mean, they're, they do so well. They do amazing. And I doubt he's gonna change. Oh my God. Look at that. Ripsha has got like, how I called it, the 24 carat smile when she talks all about crying <laughs> and chocolate. Uh, but like, yeah, we got to also talk about Red Bulls. As in, I think, I personally think this is going to be a situation like Nico Rosberg versus Lewis Hamilton. Like those time situation, but Right now, it's at Red Bull between Max and Sergio. Sergio is a king on the street circuits. Every street circuit which has been happening in this year, he's batting the points. And now it has just reached to a point that between uh, Max and Sergio, there is just hardly six point difference. Six points. Yeah. And that's like two Red Bulls are competing head to head because after that is Fernando Alonso is miles away. He's like, what, 27 points away. That's like if he wins like... Uh, Sprint, uh, uh, a sprint, uh, Grand Prix, then only he'll make up that, that kind of points, or else he's nowhere close to making points. And the actual thing was that if, I thought if either Fernando Alonso or Lewis Hamilton or Sergio Perez wins the sprint and the Grand Prix, they would they would take over Max because that much points were there, or uh, for to kind of grab out. But, like, yeah, what do you think, Mihir? I keep saying book every time I want to talk, <laughs> but, um. Uh... I agree with Arjun. Honestly, I do. And I feel like things are going to change around Formula 1 race. I don't know what changes, but I'm really excited. I mean, for the next few races with Mercedes' uh, promises and commitments, I want to see how Red Bull reacts to all of this. I think, uh, I don't think Ferrari, I mean, Ferrari is a threat, but with the strategy and how they keep messing about here and there, I, I don't think Ferrari is really focusing much on racing these days. I, maybe they are. I'm not going to judge. Maybe they are. But what I've seen from Ferrari team is not that great. But the driver is an absolute banger. I think the drivers are doing very well. I think Sainz was defending absolutely phenomenal. I think um, he was defending so well and I was like that okay like at this point Lewis can overtake the science is like you know what no I'm not you're gonna see my back till I finish the race which is an amazing thing as Lewis Hamilton is a heritage driver I think he's an old school driver I think these new chaps are really taking they're really investing their time I think they're really looking out for not just each other but also looking out for gaps and like mm-hmm. and like Sina said when I was reading those samples, and I quote unquote say this Sina said once the driver stops looking at gaps it's not racing anymore so do you think Lewis Hamilton has got to that kind of level at the moment yeah I think uh, no he hasn't Lewis Hamilton can only fill in the gaps when he finds confidence in his car and right now at this point he doesn't have any confidence in him. that's some really strong statement you know how mercedes was a few years ago. of course like <laughs> you, yeah we can see that. bro you don't you don't need to show that because i myself have been a mercedes fan Toto wolf have even said that the max's response uh, as in racing style between when he's kind of attacking Hamilton and when he's attacking Russell is two extremes. Because with Hamilton, you know, like, he kind of knows what's the procedure in terms of what and how, because these, these both have been competing, like, for some time. And with George, as uh, how Mihir you said a couple of episodes back, he's that steroid-filled dude who is just, like, got, like, max energy, everything. Like, he says the car is really good, whereas Lewis says, oh, the car is not so great. I'm not feeling connected to the car. And we, we, we don't know how this is going to turn out to be, but then Imola is where everything we can see on what James Allison comes up with. But something which I, but I need to kind of say something which actually took storm on Twitter and Instagram. That was Esteban Ocon coming to the pit lane. He's great. 
for his friends and photographers are there at Park Femme. Like, what was that? Like, okay, since uh, like me and Mihir are talking too much, I'm going to give this chance to Rimshana. Go for it. I, I don't know. Okay, look, I'm a recent fan. And when I saw that, I was like, what the heaven? Do you want to die? Like, is that even allowed? What, like, how does that work? Like, what? Okay, if it was a separate car in the, next suppose in the, in the way or so, okay, there's penalties and whatnot, which I'm still mad about Carlos Sainz five second penalty in the Australian Grand Prix. I just don't understand why it happened, but that's like the past. So, okay. But what was that? Like, does this happen? What the heaven? Like, I think this is the same situation in Australia last year with Alex Albon. Like, uh, I don't know whether you remember this, Mihir. Like, uh, Alex Albon uh, in the previous year's Australian Grand Prix, it drove on hard tires from the start till the second last lap. He had to do a mandatory pit stop and did that on the very last lap. And idly, the same situation was encountered. But then this time, the intensity or the number of people in, like, kind of obstructing the car has just increased. But idly, it's just that they are with, as in the authorities release the photographers and the uh, pit lane marshals to kind of position themselves once the cars come in. But then, yeah, this is something of a very serious concern, which should be, like, taken care by FIA. Let's, get, let's hear it from the boss himself here. Go on. I feel like uh, okay. <laughs> they're coming I, in. Uh, okay, so about the whole safety features, right? I think FIA has become a joke, okay? I'll take, take your leave, right? FIA messed up with the race. They keep messing up with the rules. Yeah, I, if I if I could stop focusing on Lewis's jewelry and maybe focus on safety, it would be because Obviously, it's it's the media. I mean, mistakes do happen all the time. Nothing is perfect. No event is perfect without, right? And I don't know who let the media team lose. Maybe they're thinking, oh, who's going to lap in the last frame? No. Everything gets down till, the, till all the cars really check a flag. That's what the rules are. I don't know if you guys remember this, but you know, I don't know if you guys remember this race, but that this race is what I remember is when Lewis Hamilton got a flat tire the last lap and Max is closing in. Silverstone, right? Yes, yes. Silverstone. I remember that. I'm not joking. Everything comes down to the last lap, to the last check a flag. This is when the race is done. FIA is really taking things lightly. I think they're focusing on other things like testing, jewelry, and things which is not necessary. Let Lewis wear whatever he wants. Is it affecting the tires? Is it affecting safety? The way, what is it? What are we, what are you wasting time on? No. People could have died. Everyone could have been, could have run over for 20, 20 to 15 people. Exactly. Like if you're talking about over here about yeah. 80 kilometers <laughs> That has never happened, <laughs> honestly. Like, that has never happened, and honestly, I don't even wish that even happens because that would just be a disaster 101. Like, cut right open, I would say that. But, but yeah, it's just, it's just really, really insane of people doing this kind of what I'll call this a shit game. I, I, would, I would use a little more uh, strong words over here. It's a shit game. It's a shit game. Okay, because they just they just want to do things yeah. in their own ways. Like, come on. Okay, then why there are like rules and stuff? But yeah, I can't. Okay. Uh, go on. Here, go on. Um, so I just want to talk about one thing um, very quickly. And this is one question that I've been getting from one of the viewers who wants us to answer this and give our opinion. So, which is, do you think Max and Lewis's band is fading away and George Russell is coming into the situation? I personally think the band battle between Max and Lewis is kind of dead. It's already dead last year itself. Okay. With the W30 not in contention. And I'm like, it's just that 
Okay, we, we I I just have no clue. Like, is this even a thing? I don't know whether the competition is between Mercedes and Red Bull. No way. The competition is now between Red Bull versus Ferrari versus Aston Martin. Like, I'll not even put Ferrari in the equation now. It's Red Bull versus Aston Martin. Who wins it? God knows. And it's just say it's um, uh, the Aston Martin. Thank God is powered by a Mercedes engine. Okay. And has almost got more than 50% of its parts as common to W14. It's just that it's like, uh, it's a metal green color, which is there. It's That's the only difference with, say, names different. Otherwise, it's the exact same machinery on both cars. What AMR 23 Why are you and... talking about Martin? Mm, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but during the um, Azerbaijan Grand Prix, did you notice how... Um, Alonso was guiding, not guiding, but giving Stroll advice on the brakes and stuff. I found that yeah, so yeah. cute. Like, 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 wow, like teamwork, That's the that's no. the kind of support I think. I don't know. I don't see usually. I mean, look, recent fan, don't hate on me, but yeah, that's that's something I rarely see on screen at least. Like, honestly, that is also something which uh, I saw and I'm like, okay, he's the most, the senior most driver on the grid. Okay. And we're talking here about Lance Stroll, who is basically the team owner's son. <laughs> okay. But, as I, I mean, it's just that. Uh, from one angle, when I thought, I'm just like, okay, he is just doing his duty when Lawrence Stroll would have been like, if you find anything good enough for Lance to kind of do in. Please let uh, the team radio know, and accordingly they'll let Lance know. Could be something like that, or or else he would just be being that very responsible teammate, and he's being the team player, even though he's up on the front. He's like, okay, my aim is not to beat Ferrari, and my aim is not beating a Mercedes. My aim is to get on top and compete with the Red Bulls. That we don't, we, we exactly don't know how this kind of turns up. But then even um, I, I don't know, like. Whether mm-hmm. Lewis have ever done that to George, like I, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether even if it is done by Sebastian Vettel to Kimi Raikkonen or any senior driver to the junior driver, anything like that is done. I don't think so. Like Mihir, what do you think? Okay, so what I feel is well, okay, I have to get my thoughts organized in my brain. Okay, so okay. what I feel is that Alonso is obviously uh, a heritage driver. Right? He's been there for a long time. He has nothing to lose. He's not competitive. He's driving because he loves the he loves what he's doing in life. He's already achieved whatever he has to, right? He's still in his peak. But yeah, he still achieved so much more in life where he is, he is okay if he gives advice to a younger driver, which is honestly the best thing to do, especially to Stroll. I think that's one of the best things to do right now. Because Stroll is a talented driver. Yes, he, his father does own the company, but it really puts a good impression on both of them that he's actually taking the advice and him actually giving the advice. Right. Now, you you spoke about will Lewis do this? Will Max do this? Will anyone do this? No, they wouldn't. Because Lewis is in a different situation. Lewis is still competing with George Russell, mm-hmm. right? He is competing with George Russell till, till this day. And I think more than anything, Lewis is a threat right now because all the limelight is going to George for being aggressive. Max, I don't think the relationship between Max and Czech was healthy. Yes, they are good friends, they're good teammates, but at the end of the day, I don't think that's how it works out. And as a matter of fact, I feel like it's a very good thing to actually give advice. 
what at the right time at the right place see that's what only i said uh, this, this is just going to be somewhat like uh, nico rosberg and Lew- and lewis hamilton like it's just going to be that kind of a relationship most probably because okay from outside or oh, they're friends they do all the stuff like on the outside world they're really good friends but then in reality yeah. that's not the case on track they are different so that's what i'm kind of coming on to saying that okay is this going to be a kind of a situation because idly for red bull they prioritize max they don't prioritize checo and if the relationship doesn't seem to be healthy enough there is even a chance to kind of pull daniel ricardo back into the red bull seat like who knows what and how all those and like yeah, i hope now rimsha has bought thought her ideas and is ready to talk i think it's in a way oh my gosh it's it's hard to say because in a way it's good but then it's also not good for the one giving advice because it's just either i'm selfish or i'm a very kind person it's it's that situation at this point um with alonso and stroll okay look i think it depends on the intention if i feel like max would give advice because i mean he's won previously like so many times and um if they're aiming for constructors which this year i mean it's it's already been established but um i think max would and there's nothing i i find nothing wrong with it teammates why not um lewis and george no i would not expect that from george or lewis i mean lewis is great as a person everyone loves him i know a lot of people don't but i love him at least he's great but when it comes to racing and uh while they're on this topic i love max's attitude when he's driving he's just like this and then you know he just goes and it was really shocking for me to see during the uh azerbaijan grand prix that he just let sergio win like that i mean i think he had a chance but then you know i feel like he wasn't being too rough about the race like he could have easily done it according to me but he did because maybe it was sort of like a action way of giving advice like hey you can take this one and okay not going to lie sergio is great and he did amazing but again max could have done it too okay, that's just my point of view on the you I think uh, I think that's a good damn good answer from Rimshaw's side. Well, I would want to also point this thing out. So just four hours ago, Toto Wolff has just uh, told he has actually got the same opinion as all three of us that Azerbaijan was boring, and he has put the statement today wasn't a thriller, just no overtaking. <laughs> Even... Come on, I, I no, listen, listen, listen. Even with a big pace difference, it made no great entertainment. We need to look at it and how to how can we avoid a boring race? I think after a race weekend like this, we mustn't talk it down overall and say this is the wrong direction and we need to change completely. What are your thoughts, guys? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this first. In my opinion, I feel like it's we expected more, but we couldn't. is because we're comparing the races from from previous races right and mm-hmm. the the sprint race and the qualifying and the commitments that the team members made especially mercedes that they're all going to come back strong it keeps up with our hopes and being the first city track in this season we expect a few dramas here and there right look i'm really happy no one is injured almost injured going on to go on but i think the most drama that went down 
There's two things. George hitting Max and the interview. Second, the pit lane. There's no other drama that I can remember. Or I went like, what the hell's going on? And I stood up with my chair, from my chair and I was like, yo, what's going on? These are the only two things. So I was happy that this was a very normal race. I think it was a very good way of reflecting. I think team members understood the fact what was going on, what they need to improve on. Uh, technically, if I talk, I don't want to go into much detail, uh, but if I'm going technical, I think all the team members that were expecting a lot will have a good understanding of other city tracks, considering this is the first city track. So they know what to expect. Tired the generation is something uh, that I think Baku is one to known for, considering the straight lines, the straight curve lines, the fast pace, the, slow, the fast corners, the brakes. I think Baku is just the beginning of city track drama. I think it's going to get worse in terms of worse in terms of the stress level for life. Okay, I have a lot of points on this. I found it boring because, again, like you said, I expected a lot of drama and whatnot. Uh, but the only one that I got was the Princess George, Max and George. Princess George. One more thing that I was really okay. It wasn't boring about this. Usually, usually during the previous races, I would sit there in front of the TV and I'd be like, "Please, for once, can we just have a winner that we just cannot predict?" Like all this while, we see Max on the top qualifying, um, and then race and everything is just. It's very predictable the past few races, except for the Australian, even the Australian Grand Prix was like predictable, but it was just, there was a lot of drama in it. Um, considering that and considering um, Azerbaijan's results from the qualifying, from the sprint, I genuinely thought it could like, like this would be, oh, I don't know who's going to win the race kind of thing. It was, although it was Sergio, it was still Red Bull. Um, I'm a tiny bit disappointed Charles couldn't take the first place, but again, as long as it's podium, and I would say he is improving, going from two, two, three DNFs, two DNFs, uh, from the past few races this season, now going on to podium. I think that's like a nice, stable start yeah. and oh, overall it was it was a kind of a bit boring i just expected a lot of drama a lot of um red flag safety cars and like drivers crashing into each other I'll, I'll, um, I'll no, again thankfully no one was injured i'll tell you this don't don't compare but, this with what happened in australia australia was this insane with 12 yeah yeah going yeah. dnf all at once Talking about Australian Grand Prix, I woke up like early morning just to watch um, Charles DNF on like, the, was it the first turn or like the first lap yeah, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was just like, do I just go back to sleep or what is this? But I'm, I'm oh, glad man. I watched the whole thing. Cause trust, I, trust me, I really wish Jason was around. <laughs> he would have sympathized with you. Why? Exact same way. <laughs> he would have been like... Because after Australia, it was just like, I just don't want to watch race. I really just don't want to watch races. Uh, but like, yeah, one thing, uh, one thing for sure, like it is starting to get a little predictable. But then at the same time, we got to also look this into consideration. The gap between every team has started to reduce from the top till the bottom. This is the first time in by the third race, we're seeing every team scoring at least one point. Every team. We got 
the hopeless red bull which is the alfatori we got the uh we got the uh, who what i call that the netflix favorite hus thanks to gunther steiner for that oh, but, i love gunther it's amazing Yeah, and like uh, we also got to talk about uh, Williams, who during qualifying shows absolutely great results, but when it comes to race, God knows what's happening with them. Like really, God knows what's happening with them. And then we got McLaren, who is just like, okay, we didn't make a great car, and they're still not performing. But yet, Lando Norris still scored a point. That's a big thing for sure, considering that uh, they ended up kicking Daniel Ricciardo, who ended up getting a uh, silverware to their house. Okay, we got to put all those things. So, anyways. the fight is basically closing up because they're like okay let's kind of put in the constructors standings at the moment okay in that one okay red bull and aston martin there is like what 93 points difference 93 points like yeah if red bull goes couple of dnfs uh, which i am praying every day every time but never happens uh that even in australia australia yeah, the prayers ended up going for uh, um, uh, george russell's mercedes which i'm really sad about or else that was like a double pointer situation but like it's just it's just that first second third fourth fifth sixth my god fifth the fifth point when i'm seeing it so i'm getting so ashamed because like it's after 62 points of ferrari the next with mclaren is 14 the gap is just insanely different but like yeah it's just that there is there is this kind of what i'll say a dual fight going on between different teams and like even with the drivers also the point thing is kind of coming to a close so what do you guys think like is this is is the grid coming closer in terms of the fight or has like or like how fi said okay we're changing all the regulations just so that we can see like a fair share of fight between drivers let's kick it off with i whoever. think i think it will change for sure i think it will definitely change for sure and uh, yeah that's about it i think things are going to change give us some time marshal give us some time the grid everything will change i doubt it would i mean considering how red bull is performing and that too so consistent with the budget cap and everything things might change i really don't know red bull is very unpredictable right now and you're and in your sense you're right things might not change but with all the testing and everything <sighs> At this point, Mercedes is. I think every Formula One team is just going to the floor. They didn't want it. You know, I just had this thought right now. Uh, I like Mercedes's first win came in after the introduction of hybrid era engines, right? So I am kind. Of, I'm kind of thinking it this way. What if a next Mercedes win we can only see in 2026? at least that when they get the specifications of the engine and the entire aerodynamics kind of sorted out what if mercedes wins then because this is the because with red bull red bull what one with sebastian vettel four times basically max verstappen is at the moment they are everything if max verstappen is not there or no if max verstappen is not there they will still win of course i'm not saying that it won't it's not that's not the case but like what do you think is like do you think like for the next couple of years at least for the next 2 years for sure red bull is going to clinch the title and by the engine change coming into place in 2026 we're going to see mercedes back yeah i that's what i predict and that's why i want to say i want to say yes but again with the dominance of red bull and ferrari and austin martin it seems on cany right now but it might change so i'm keeping a very open mind i think we're hope five for mercedes but i think it's 
I think, look, there are state of court, and I think this is where it applies here the most. And Gandhi bought us that when he was just in the sales, and he said, the days you lose are the days a competitor should fear the most. And I really think that anger is coming from the sales. So, give us some time. I know Mercedes knows what air is in. It's winning air, it's winning oxygen, and I really think it's going to come up very soon. So, mm. let us give it some time, let's give them some energy to think to be fine, for sure. Remsha? Arjun, why don't you answer the question? Let her think. No, but I personally think that there is, as it if Normally, once an engine change comes in, the sometimes Mercedes might end up getting it right. I don't know whether is history repeating that the last years mm. of a particular set of engine, Red Bull ends up right. winning it. And then all of a sudden, mm. when new sets of engines come in place, Red Bull doesn't get the formula right. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, so uh, I, think, okay. um, I think I think I'm gonna get Rumshers this one, and then after we are, uh, I think we would kind of wrap it up because I know it's been like quite some time. Like Rumsha, let let's kind of get your opinion fast because after that we got business to do, other business to do, and our listeners are also got business to do. So come on, chop chop. Honestly, I I can't say I can't say considering how Mercedes has performed in the past few years. And then now Red Bull catching up. You never know. It's either Red Bull just flops and then Mercedes continues, or it's Mercedes just flops and in the next seven races it's Red Bull. I mean, oh. I don't know. It's just cool, fair, understandable. And like, yeah, uh, before we wrap up, one final thing. What are your predictions? Who would win Miami? We are back to uh, city circuit in Miami. <laughs> Who's gonna win? Like, let's give our predictions in. Mihir, start it off. Okay, so, um, really quickly, 10 seconds. It's a straight track, not a straight line. Oops. Uh, a new track, Bro. new tarmac, new temperature. Considering this, Red Bull, Austin Martin, Ferrari. That's my top three. I would think Red Bull, uh-huh. because of Ferrari, when it comes to turning and whatnot, they're great. But when it comes to straights, I think Red Bull is like, way way better so i would say that and according to me i'm gonna give this time ferrari aston martin mercedes i'm gonna give this a go i'm oh, are we doing the top three I'm i would say then the red bull i'm gonna give like who, I think mercedes on the podium, who, who are gonna be on the podium that's on good. top three that's what i'm saying in and that's what you all guys said Anyways, thank you so much for tuning on to another episode of Formula Pod. Until next time, it's all of us down here at Formula Pod signing off. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.